Welcome back, universe, to the SFBCPC S1. That's an abbrev for Sci-Fi Book Club Podcast Season 1. On today's ep, we'll be talking about iRobot, directed by Alex Proyas and released in Earth Year 2004, and Ender's Game, directed by Gavin Hood and released in Earth Year 2013. I'm your host, Brent Aldrich, and joining me, as always, via holographic projection, it's John Love. Hi, John. Hello. John, you know what I just remembered? I don't. You should. Uh, we haven't. I feel like it's been so long since we've worked together that we have we haven't quite s- synced up our brains recently enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just lean over here so we can do the, oh, the old okay. brain sync. Yeah. Now we're in the same same space because I am gaseous. So just, yeah. just breathe me in. Actually, that helps. <gasps> yeah, I'm okay. still not getting it. I'm sorry. Oh well, just. We'll just say the same thing at exactly the same time. What we'll, we'll we're both thinking? Okay. I I miss no, no. how how the Only... how the three legged, legged monsters of the universe should only have should two legs. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I didn't even think that was a logical like sentence, but it's fine. <laughs> Turns out it is. No, I remembered that the the search for Dyson is ongoing still. Oh yes. Yeah. I, that was a big a big deal last time, and mm-hmm. we haven't forgot about him. Still searching for Dyson because he hasn't eaten his daily allotment of seven worms in a long time. And now let's go to everybody's favorite segment: seven worms for Dyson. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven. worms for Dyson. Uh, hi, universe. This is Seven Worms for Dyson. I'm your host, John Love, and with me, as always, are Seven Worms for Dyson. <laughs> Say hi, Seven Worms. All right, thanks. Uh, Dyson's not here this time, so you're not going to eat eaten today. Sorry about that. Brent. Uh, Brent's also here. Brent, do you have anything to say about Dyson not being here? Um, really sad and hungry, but we have to save these worms. <laughs> yeah, I'm sad for the worms that they don't get eaten. Yeah, that's what they're bred for these days. That's how they solve the whole like crisis with PETA and you know everything on Earth. They just eventually bred animals that wanted to be eaten, mm-hmm. and so then it wasn't even a moral issue anymore. It's like that was their destiny, and they loved it. And and then at some point, really slow creatures that wanted to be eaten like worms so it was easier mm-hmm. to get them it's true you just throw them in some dirt and they're fine mm-hmm. yep or, so sorry for the spoiler universe but that's how that's how we solve everything and that's another academy award-winning segment probably a <laughs> space peabody for that one <laughs> seven worms for dyson <laughs> one two three four five six seven worms for dyson 
Wow, great up. Yeah. That was, that was a really solid episode of Seven Works for Dyson. I loved it. <laughs> Still have not had Dyson actually on uh, on that The uh, op- eponymous Dyson. The eponymous Dyson has never been on with the eponymous Seven Worms yeah. uh, and uh, to eat them. So that's pretty sad. But, so, but that segment's over, so we need to move oh, okay, on. Yeah, yeah. Let's Moving on. The past oh, is yeah, the Dyson's past. Dyson's gone. No idea where he is. The uh-uh. slime trail has run, run cold. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I I do see in the in the usual uh, spot floating about six feet in the air. There's a either a space Cheshire cat or some other lips. Hey hey guys, can you hear me? Oh, loud and clear, good buddy. I made it another successful trip. Hello. You're, uh, I'm lucky your eyes aren't in here yet because I'm rubbing my uh, holographic projection butt all over your lips. Oh, no. That's how <laughs> Got him. Oh, silky smooth, though. Thank you. Something else. Mm, what? Nope. <laughs> this ghost butt. I mean, holographic projection butt. Just the butt. Go- ghost. Well, that's why it's so smooth. That's right. Who are you going to call, though? Uh, a resolution uh, butt you got there. You can't even see that. Do you have that good a sensitive sensitivity on your lips so you can just feel the high definition? That's that's exactly right. God. Dang it. Space. Aliens. You can't trust anybody these days. You know me better than I know me. <laughs> Thank hey, you. If, if, if uh, John puts his butt back up there, you guys can sync butt thoughts <laughs> that's how it works well yes he'd have to suck in my butt it's, i have to be inside <laughs> to be inside of the lungs okay. so got it so i'm not quite willing to do that yet okay i, I mean you've only been on several episodes so you know <laughs> yeah maybe later a little bit closer in the future and um adam i i, I can't be certain but from where i'm sitting it looks like there's is that a second pair of lips also coming through that portal have you have you crossed streams with a, another lip portal i have i have that's right Brent. what i'm i'm here who I'm entering i'm slowly entering into in, in, into this environment who are you who? stranger my name is um well, hi, welcome. Um, my name is. Hi, are, is this your podcast that's that your, we're on? Is that your name? <laughs> <laughs> my name is Hi, welcome. Um, and that's a common name. Yeah, well, yeah, people misinterpret that a lot. Um, but you can just call me Z. That's what people call. It's short for Hi, welcome. Well, Hi, welcome. We we all know how the space off of it works. That that's short for Hi, welcome. Yeah, we all know. You never answered my question. Um, are you? So how did you, you know Brent's seen, name? Oh, yeah. Are you a fan of the podcast? Yeah. Um. Well, I synced up with someone else's brain, and and I knew his name through that person's brain's name. So. Gotcha. Yeah. That's so, clear. So, yeah. like, at some point, somebody knew about Brent. Yeah. Cool. Someone in yeah, someone in my life who I've synced cool. up with. It's like a hive mind, like that uh, that one thing. Oh, like that, like that. Oh, hive mind. like that one thing. 
that one thing that yeah, game that we all and love. <laughs> this might be record time to get into actual content. Wow, Adam. <laughs> Are you trying to suggest that you watched Ender's Game, the movie directed by some guy in an Earth year? Yeah, I'm actually I'm watching it right now because my eyes aren't I haven't passed through the through the tunnel yet. So. Nice. Yes. <laughs> Is the answer to that question. <laughs> uh, do you want to say and anything else about it? I'd rather not. I okay. Think, I think uh, we should be right okay. there. Nope, stay in your lip portal. Uh, so, Z. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what brings you through the lip portal today? Well, well I was. I woke up this morning, and um, it was just a normal morning. I grabbed my toothbrush. Normal. And I was, you know, plugging myself in for the morning, getting all my energy Sounds and normal. I just myself, you know, I think today is a day that I need to just step out of my normal boundary lines mm, normal. and get into, you know, someone else's brain for the day. So as I was walking down, or I mean, sorry, hovering, as I was hovering down the uh, mm. chrome, chrome road, I... As everyone knows. As, as, as we all know. Um I came across this guy over here, Adam. And These lip portal streams have now crossed with yours. Yes. True. And that's how my day has started and ended. Sounds like an unnatural turn to a perfectly natural day. You betcha. <laughs> you know it. Oh, you know it. Boy, do I. So hover, hovering, you say? Yep. Do you have a hoverboard, or do you? does your body just float, or what's the deal there? Oh, my body floats. Oh, and um, it's usually, I get a lot of, a lot of um, hover cops pull me over because my body is extra fast. Wow. Um, extra fast hover body floater is what they called me in high school. That's just rolls off the tongue. Yeah, yeah. Which is really—it's more of an insult, really. Yeah. What was it again? Uh, oh, it was hover body fast floater. According to my notes here, oh. it was extra fast hover oh. body floater. Oh, that's uh, right. Z, Z for short, I'm assuming. Yeah. 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 That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's- Z stands for all of that. As well. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I assumed when I, once I heard Z, I was like, okay, high welcome, and then extra fast hover body floater. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, being someone who floats around myself, uh, I can on one hand, uh, I guess I should say on one leg, get right behind what you're saying right now. Uh, I can empathize with that. But on the other hand, uh, since, you, since you're new here, I should let you know that uh, I believe that all supreme beings have two legs and two legs only. So uh, on the other leg, um, fuck you. Sorry. But did you do a leg test already? I mean, we can only see lips and a little bit of chin now. Yeah. Oh, I guess. Oh, I I assume that shiny chrome part is a chin. That's yeah, that's um, Adam's chin. This is Mm. bigger than mine. That's not quite in there yet. But gotcha. Yeah, I guess I didn't ask if you had 
two legs or not. I only asked if you hovered. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll, that ghost? might be the dramatic reveal at the end of the cast. We can just find out later what legs you do or do not have. I could just tell you, but I feel like just let it be a mystery. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm let saying that basically be. so it just delays the moment that if I'm wrong, I seem like less of an asshole because people forget what I said earlier. So, yeah. Okay. It's pragmatic. Thank you. Nothing if not a pragmatist regarding number of legs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Adam, you were talking about the Ender's Game movie a second ago. John and I also watched that movie, and we also watched said movie, I, Robit. Robit? Uh-huh. True. Have you seen that one? It's been a few space years, but yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Good. I, Robit. Good. Starring uh, Will... William Sorry. Smith? Sorry, Jaden Smith. The good one, right? The good Smith. Good Smith. <laughs> The Good Smith. Yeah, my uh, my copy of the book actually has The Good Smith right there on the cover. Oh, there so he is. Pretty, pretty proud of that. What's he standing in the middle in, of? What's uh, that, the letter I? An I, you know, yeah. The letter I. Oh, the letter I. Okay. Pretty, uh... Oh, you know what? This all makes sense. Because I thought I robot. Can you see him now, then? Have your eyes entered into their world, Adam? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they sure have. They just yeah. now. Well, cool, because I don't know what they're talking just about. As I was, just yet. as I was talking about. Do you want me to describe it to you? Yeah, please do. I would uh, love to know. There's a book. Okay. Uh, uh-huh. An audio book. Oh, okay. Right, guys? Yeah. Um, no, they're, uh, they're I, it's a soft, it's a soft cover. Outlighting Jaden Smith. The good the one. The good Smith. <laughs> That's it. And that, that really... Uh, makes it less confusing for me. I thought it was iRobot, like face. Oh, mm. so, like the one that that just came through the the lip portal for you. Yeah, yeah. Times two. Gotcha. But yes, gotcha. Um, nope, sure, sure ain't. <laughs> it's uh, it's the letter, you know, Oops. which I'm assuming is sh- is short for something much longer. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's good that they put the shorthand in there for yeah. us. Fast species come here lately. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So where do where do we start with? Well, this this is the problem. There's too many things to talk mm-hmm. about. Meaning one more thing that we that we all viewed than as is normal. So I want to start get... with those things that Adam was talking about. And the only reason I want to start with them is because in the book, old boy. Orson Scott Card just called them what buggers, buggers, yeah, and uh, and they they developed like genus species phylum class in this movie, and they're the formix. Meet the formix. I don't know why it wasn't called that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a much better name. I uh, I don't know maybe. So I don't know actually how us podcasting back in the future is going to affect the timeline of history itself. You and I will maybe, be wiped out. Well, I'm assuming that, but you know, whatever. Uh, it, it that's a small uh, cost for if we can get meet the parent, like meet the formix, which is a meet the parents three with Ben Stiller in it. That would kind of be the dream. I agree. In in which the formix are his in laws, yeah, and 
their whole civilization except that one chrysalis has been killed and he, right. the chrysalis is his wife yeah when she's so there, of legal age well it, it would actually kind of fit the original uh storyline of meet the parents where robert de niro is eventually well, like an fbi agent or something or a cia agent and so he reveals himself to be that so later on he's just gonna reveal himself like no just kidding i'm actually a formic oh that's right does anybody yeah. else remember in great detail the plot of Meet the Parents? I do. I sure do. Um, Regalus. <laughs> do you want a plot synopsis? Mm-hmm. Great. And... So Ben Stiller's character is uh, a nurse, a male nurse, and Robert De Niro is a CIA agent, so he's very manly, and he thinks that... Um, how uh, will they get along? How will they get how along? How will it happen? Yes. Um, so, so Ben Stiller really feels like he has to, has to lie, fudge the truth to, to seem, uh, cooler than he is. So at one point he says that you can milk a cat and, uh, De Niro says, could you milk me, Greg? I have nipples. And then is that how it ends? Yeah, is that it? That's the whole <laughs> yeah. end. That was everyone's favorite segment. Adam tells the plots to movies. <laughs> Welcome to rom rom com book club podcast. Yeah, uh, I love Adam's, it. Adam's movie corner. Well, Adam, will you give us give us the DL on Ender's Game? Maybe. Great. Yes. I I almost have it. Like, can we do real quick? Uh-huh. Sorry to interject again. Can we do? Um, Reading or no rating, rating rainbow rating system rating, for, rainbow. Uh, rating systems for both. So okay, we'll get into it. Take a look. It's, it's in, in a, a book. book. Rating, rating systems. Hi, welcome to rating systems. I'm your host as always, John Love, and with me, as always, is Brent Aldrich. Hi, Brent. Hi, as always. <laughs> uh, as always, we are going to talk about the Ben Stiller movie meet the parents <laughs> uh and then also our hypothetical movie meet the formix uh so, so i want you guys to uh please rate uh, please rate both of these excellent achievements in cinema uh starting with meet the parents please i'm gonna go clockwise starting with adam uh 12 i robots out of jaden smith's And now, uh, now meet the Formix, please. Me also? Yes. One Will Smith. The bad Smith. That's a one <laughs> Earl Smith. <It's... laughs> he said Will Smith. <laughs> That's a bad one. Well, okay. yeah. Even, even though, I, well, I'll get to my rating, so I'll just give you your clap. Good job. And uh, Z? Yeah. If you could uh, please rate both uh, Meet the Parents and then uh, Meet the Formix, that'd be yeah. great. Yep. Uh, meet the Parents was 10 out of 10. Mm. Five stars. That's all. And then Meet the Formix what, um, made me laugh, made me cry, made me 
really think about my mom a lot. Mm. And that's the end. That's, that's it. Wow. You know, just cut cutting cutting deep tonight on rating rainbow. Uh Brent, what do you got? Uh let's see. Meet the parents. Let's see. As I recall, gets one Wilson brother. Which one? That's very important. Oh, Owen, the good, the good Wilson, the good Wilson. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we all know who that is. So, but meet the Formix, as I imagine it. All the Wilson brothers. Whoa! Wow, Wilson family reunion from Brent. Good stuff. Uh, I'm going to go meet the parents one and a half legs out of two and meet the formix obvious two out of two out of two legs. Uh, and that's been rating systems. We'll clap and then <laughs> the people want to clap. No, you have to. It's part of the rules of the game. Uh, take a look. It's in a book. Rating systems. All right. Now I love that. Wow. Now you can uh, talk about the movie. Well, boy, I have... Adam, what do you... Okay, Adam, did you ever give us the synopsis of Ender's Game? I think we were still in the middle of Adam's movie corner. Oh, shit. Sorry. I think we're still in that segment. Uh, Do you want a jingle for Adam's? Yes. Have Have you got one on standby? Uh, yeah, yeah, I recorded it Absolutely. months ago in anticipation Absolutely. of this. Okay, lay it on us. Let me, let me just Here. press the play button. Okay. Adam's rating or movie corner. That's the one. That was months ago. We spent hours. That was really good. Yeah, yeah. Well done. Thanks. Uh, so you want the quips and quick synopsis? Yeah, if if we could have that, and then immediately followed by the summary of I Robot the movie. Great. There will be no break. I will not pause to let you know when I'm switching movies. Here we go. Perfect. Here we go. In the future, aliens invade Earth, but they kind of messed up. They almost killed us. Somebody saved us. Uh, so we're preparing for war, the second war. We're training kids how to, how to kill aliens. And there's this dude. He is the, the, the most genius kid. And, uh, he does, he does these war games, preparing him to fight the real thing. And then oh, the war's over. And then the robots, uh, are becoming stronger and stronger and stronger. And so finally, um, oh, they take over. And we fight them, and um, we shut them down. By we, I mean Jaden and I. Mo- just Jaden. Smith. The good one. <laughs> the end. I want to clap. Good movie. I mean, movies. 
Are we still in Adam's movie corner, or do you? I think do we need oh, to play, play the outro. Things? Would you? you and yeah. Jingle outro. Mm-hmm. Adam's movie corner. All right, man. I'm. I oh, just... no, I'm really happy this happened because we. I've had that for months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On standby. Yeah, you've, you've been holding out on us for that long. I guess we haven't talked about movies in a while, so it's true. Okay. I can <sighs> any movie. And now we're let's go back to another segment. With that in mind, that bold, bald faced statement of Adam's movie corner. John, what movie of I don't know, any movie would you like to hear a synopsis of? Uh let me think. This is a really tough question. Um, I, unlike Adam, I have not been preparing for months for for my moment in the spotlight here. It's your big, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it in the uh, the good Stiller family and go with uh, Zoolander. Mm. It's a it's a family favorite. Uh, Zoolander. Adam was just telling me how much how much of a family favorite this movie is. Huh. Yeah, yeah, really, my whole family, my the Stiller favorite. family. Space Dad, my space grandkids, all of them. Oh, that's my family. Those three people. But grandkids was plural. Mm. And, and, and no mention of sons or daughters. Yes, it's just it's just <laughs> grandkids. And, and so, is it just one body, one entity? Is all of your grandkids? It is. Okay. You nailed it. Oh, cool. All of them. You heard it here first, universe. That's rare. Yes. So Zoolander that about uh, well, it stars Matt Damon, and he he buys a zoo, and um, yeah, so he names it Zoolander, and uh, there's this uh, animal there called the blue steel, that's uh, super rare, and you know he doesn't think he could find it, and at the end he finds it, and he turns into Ben Stiller. Whoa! Wow. What? Man, I feel like I must have saw a pirated cop. Can I can I interject in Adam's movie corner? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, sustained. I, feel like, <laughs> I, I feel like I saw a pirated copy because I got the first part where Matt Damon buys a zoo, but then he takes it to Mars and it becomes the zoo lander. Uh, and then he spends like three years there or something, like growing. The watermark, the watermark <laughs> creates. Yeah. It, it's like false advertising gotcha okay sorry yeah i don't want i don't interject i just i saw a different thing i'm sorry but otherwise yeah you nailed it so uh thank you for reviewing the movie by my my request of course anytime can can we hear that outro again i would love it outro please click adam's movie corner that one was a little different a little twang yeah. to it. <laughs> you got like multiple different versions of that. I like the remixes constantly. I've been trying for years. Beautiful. Started out as months, and now we've extended back in time. Yep. I'm into, into it. it. Into it. Uh, all right. So we <laughs> we gonna talk about uh, so Ender's Game. If you wanna. My, I mean, my main note. <clears throat> For sure, was 
at how, and this is a comment on our listenership back 900 years in the past. Uh, I know a lot of our listeners come from uh, planet Earth and then more specifically the United States for whatever reason. And I guess these these films mainly come from there, so it would make sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, like how much those people just love making uh, TV and movie celebrities their presidents. I mean, you got Ronald Reagan, uh, and then you got uh, old boy Harrison Ford from this movie, as we know, starred in the do- well one of his big movies was the documentary Air Force One. Yeah. You know, when he's the president, hijacking crazy. They had cameras and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Donald Trump later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, yeah, there's sort of a series of that uh, wacky trilogy. Yeah, exactly. We should make a, a movie yeah. series, or they should have made a more specific movie series about that. We should make that today. Like most trilogies, the third one was the worst. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not of the of that time in, in place. So I can't really judge that too well, but, um, the fourth one was really good. Hmm. It's usually how it goes. When they rebooted the series with the, the younger yeah. Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Young Trump, <laughs> young Trump in love. Young Trump. <laughs> yeah. That was, me. Cool. Young Trump. that was the only thing he would say when he was on yeah. the campaign, uh, trail. Oh. Young Trump. Oh. That's it. I'm out. We in here? Mic drop. That's right. Seven second sound bites were, were too long at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Love it. True. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that was my main note. It was good to see old boy Harrison Ford in there uh, looking vibrant as ever. Um, you know, great president. I mm-hmm. think better actor, but, you know. I am, uh, I'm not an aficionado on presidents or actors. Well, I, I have to say... <clears throat> I watched this movie right after I had watched the documentary Star Wars. And so mm-hmm. essentially the whole time that I saw President Harrison Ford and Ender's Game, I was grabbing screenshots that I could uh, space Photoshop later with with like, uh, with like, Ender, we're home. <laughs> Stuff like that. Or get off my plane. <laughs> yep. Get off my Millennium Falcon. <laughs> that's, that's the most famous line. Quit stabbing me with your lightsaber, son. There's a pretty good still of that, actually, in Ender's Game. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that was my main note, and now you guys can take it away. Well, I don't know. There's obviously differences between the book and the movie, yeah. um, and I don't know if that's an interesting thing to talk about. I, I do think... We've talked about less interesting things. Exactly. I don't know when, um, but I, I don't know. To some extent, I, I felt like I really liked reading the book a lot. Although when I was watching the movie, I realized like, oh, nothing actually happens in this book. They play a game. The end. Um, so as far as a movie, you know, it was fine, uh, but it wasn't maybe – I don't know, the the most exciting thing, I thought. Uh, It felt like spectacle rather than uh, than, uh, plot. You know what I mean? Yeah, one of the weird things I feel like in the the actual... uh, (laughs) I I lost my train of thought for whatever reason. I'm sorry. Sorry, listenership. You guys can't 
can't uh, see this, but your your co-host is making obscene gestures at me. It's upsetting. I'll, um, I'll but in the <laughs> soup, in the um, in the book, and I think we talked about this a lot. Uh, the last podcast that we had was basically how I don't know. Well, for one, how Ender's the main protagonist, and you really kind of empathize with him, and you're almost in his shoes. And yeah. so I think throughout the, you know, the fact that the book itself, it's just longer to get through than the movie, you, I don't know, can sort of imagine yourself as that character and going through those uh, pretty tumultuous uh, and, I don't know, tough situations to deal with, especially if you're a little kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know, the stakes were almost lower when we saw him as a little kid but that we don't have enough time in the movie to like really dig into the issues. And so we don't like see him struggle really just because they wanted to blow stuff up and make it a really kind of spectacular movie. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it just, there's not enough time for, for us to get to really understand what it means for a kid to be, you know, killing off an alien race essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And also, um, for whatever reason, this might just be my bias, but child actors, I have a really hard time believing them. And in the book, we even talked about in the podcast, Yeah, the the character Bender, he's like, what, uh, 12 or 13 or something? Really young. And it's just kind of unbelievable on screen. Yeah, Whereas definitely. In the book, it's so totally believable. For sure. Yeah, that was... Um... And I don't don't remember exactly how we phrased it or how we specifically talked about it on the last podcast, but um, but yeah, I don't know. I I, I agree that the Ender uh, actor in the, in the movie just couldn't. I don't know. It didn't seem like he had <laughs> complex enough uh, thoughts, or they didn't present it as complex enough as as they really are presented in the book. So uh, no. that was that was kind of tough. Like the director was saying, "You're sad right now." Yeah. Bad. or you're mad for sure yeah i uh i i'm kind of curious though uh i would like to hear maybe another segment of adam's beefs with child actors because <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. you posed that original question but you know maybe we could say that for another time or I, not it doesn't matter to me i have so many beefs i just need to, i need to think of them so maybe we'll come back to that yeah, we, segment. We can come back to that. I mean, I think that as as we were saying on in the last podcast too, just that there was actually a really interesting ha- thing happening with his two siblings back on Earth, yeah. who were yeah. running the internet and in world politics, and and there was this amazing thing that happened with his two siblings. Whereas in this one, I think we maybe see his brother like beat him up at the beginning, and even Valentine, we only see very very minimally and so even her as a character was hard to identify with and whereas in the book there was that great line that i love that was like well yeah the the like voice of one girl is worth everything right it's like it's worth uh, wiping out an entire species of creatures and and you'd kind of believe it in, in the book i think whereas in this one, there was one decent scene where they're on the raft together, and yeah. it's yeah. sweet. Um, but I didn't feel like we ever really got to get to know her as a character. And yeah, then at the end, he's just like, peace out, yo. Um, 
see you never, Valentine. And so, you know, whatever. Yeah, you made me think of uh, just the way they ended that movie is with dialogue from Ender, where he's like, I'm going to start a new, I'm going to find them, and I'm going to start a new colony or something. Just like, oh, that's shakingly bad. Anytime, Anytime they have to narrate to you what's happening, I think is really clunky. Yeah, like narrate the stakes. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Agreed. The world was going to end, so we had to stand up. You have to tell me that, then I don't believe your movie. Yeah, I mean, well, two questions. One, what would that voiceover be that we can use at the end of our new movie, Meet the Formics? And two, though, like, wasn't that Formic at the end pretty cool, though? Like, I could just watch a screensaver of that all day. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Oh, man, I forgot about that. Yeah, she she's like... The CGI was great. And she reaches out and, and wipes the tear from Ender's eye. Yeah, minus that part. <laughs> you didn't believe the tear itself? I, uh, it was CGI, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe child actors can cry. If you punch them hard enough. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Whoa. You're here to hear first, universe. Um, yeah, uh, so to answer to your first question, the uh-huh. end to uh, Meet the Formics is obviously, get off my plane. Uh, and then to the next question, or yeah, I do agree that the CGI on that Formic was pretty rad. Yeah. But I thought that the sets where they're like on the Formic home planet, yeah. uh, when you're in like Ender's room and there's like, it just looked really plasticky. Like the all, it was supposed to look like, you know, uh, a, a, bu- a bugger hive or a formic hive, and it, I don't know. From my imagination, it, it should have felt more like, I don't know, alive or like a, a wasp's nest or I don't know. It should just seem more organic, and it just felt really like kind of plasticky and fake. So that I wasn't a big fan of that. Mm-hmm. What in the world? Uh, space cops. Space cops. Please tell me. Were you hovering too fast? I yeah. am a very slow hoverer, if you're talking to me. Oh, yeah, that's who I was talking to. I just way, come... my eyes have come in, and you have very golden hair. Me? Yeah, I just wanted to say. Aw, thank you. Most people tell me it's all blue. <laughs> blue it's usually kind of glowing and see-through. I can see why they make that. They, they say that. I can see For that. sure. Uh, and yeah, I'm very slow because I'm not very, uh, I don't have much mass. So the wind kind of takes me where it wishes, where it wills. Uh, and so I guess I'm pretty fast on a windy day, but. Do you remember in the sea? What's that? Nothing. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. I, uh, these, these space years aren't great. Yeah. I mean, but, and by that, I mean holographic projection years. Aren't great. Yeah. Hey, if um, just I'm I'm gonna jump over to that iRobot movie for a minute because there's I, Adam, what you were saying about whenever there have to be stakes narrated out loud, there is an almost identical scene in iRobot. So just to set the stage for that a little bit, it stars the Good Smith and um, some other people. Mostly though, there's this robot called. Sunny? Sunny. Sunny. Yeah. Sunny. yeah. And uh, 
at one point there's a scene where you might think they're going to uh, kill is that the right word execute him power him down whatever and so like the stakes have never been higher decommission is what they say in the movie thank you you got it that's what i'm here for and and so there's this long scene where you see the decommissioning plug hovering near his robot neck and on and on whatever and then this long voiceover starts and it starts asking things like do robots really have a soul were they created for good or evil and i mean it's like 10 minutes long and so it's like they're they're asking all the the big questions right but the biggest question in my mind that whole time was like who in the hell is doing this voiceover because it's not uh, any character i can recognize and so I'll, is it god is it robot god is there a robot god those there are my is. questions there pray tell <laughs> do you oh, know yeah, there absolutely is i mean how do you think all the robots get the energy and charge in the morning you think they just get it from their walls well you're wrong they get I, it from a higher power yeah where do you think the walls yeah get it? where do you think the walls I, I thought that the robots uh, evolved oh, over yeah. millennia. <laughs> God, Brent. Please continue. Robot God, Brent. The robot God is real, really sensitive subject yeah, for her. Um, it is. A lot of people accuse him of not being real, like you. <laughs> not not being real like Brent or <laughs> Brent says he's not real. Are you accusing me of not being real? Yeah. Brent, are you a robot agnostic? Uh, you know, I'm more of a of a you know robot god created the world but is absent from the world. Oh wow! Yeah. I'm more of like a robot Stefarian, man. That's profound oh wow wow that really hit me in the heart where do you get your robo ganja can you speak speak a little can you see this oh. i'm wearing i'm wearing my robot safarian t-shirt robots. what do robot safarians believe it says it says robob marley robob marley that's cool who's that some kind of robot messiah uh, I wouldn't call him a messiah, but he makes really uh, rockin' tunes. <laughs> uh, Can I quote you on that? Sure. Thanks. Yeah, quote me on everything. It's it's all, it's all on the record. Okay. Yeah, it's his, all going out into the universe. So we can't can't stop me now. His big hit, the times they are a clink clink. Clank, clunk, clunk, and clink, clank. I, I think you're thinking of his his uh, lesser. Um, I can't even think of the right, the right words right now. I'm I'm not up to date on my uh, Rastafarian lingo, but uh, yeah, the lesser sort of preacher, Robob Dylan, mm-hmm. not not Robob Marley. So you know, it gets gets confusing. I understand. Yeah, he's well known for uh, no robot, no cry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, robots don't have emotions, which that's true. Actually, makes a lot of sense. It is. If you don't have a robot, you therefore you cry. 
No yeah. robot, no cry. Well, so maybe no he's robot, like no robot, yes, cry. He's trying to speak to the uh, the politics. Well, he's trying to make the political statement that like we taught you humans what what emotions were. So you're lucky that robots are around. Basically, wow. I mean, I don't want to be a translator for the uh, <laughs> the uh, robot safarian robot safarian messiah, but you know, I got to do what I got to do. Where do I sign up? Uh, here, have a have a pamphlet. Are your hands? You know, your hands aren't through yet. Once you get in here, I'll give you a, a pamphlet with all, all the info you need. Those lips. You put it in my mouth. Oh yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. Z's lip. Thank you. Thank See, you. I want to know more about this robot god. How do you know so much anyway? I've written a lot of books about him, and he's told me through my dreams about him, and I I listen. And uh, and we have a mutual understanding, Robot Messiah okay. and I. What are the titles of some of your best-selling books? Um, Robot God, Where Are You? How Can I Find You? You Exist in My Room and in My Heart, period. And that's it. That's- what, was, that, was that one book or there, were there commas? That was a single book. Okay, that's a very long title. I didn't know if I thought that the whole thing was one book up until you said period, and then that, like the word period was a new book. The word period is in it. Her editor is a really cool guy. He, yeah, he's really he's a robot safarian. Yep. Oh well, that those those are the coolest guys. Let me tell you what. Did you also did you also write the book, Dear Robot God? It's me, Z. Yeah, but that's only half the title. Can you finish the rest of it? And I'm hungry. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, You're that's welcome. it. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, I, heard that. I don't mean to. Uh, I mean, we didn't really open the floor for for you plugging your whole thing. Yeah. But uh, so <laughs> so I'm going to try and move this along to the fact that robots have dreams, which you mentioned. Yeah. Excellent segue. Because uh, an iRobot, uh, the robot Sonny is programmed with kind of a more advanced brain, I guess, uh, and he can have dreams. And then that becomes uh, one of the clues for the good smith to sort of follow this breadcrumb trail to figure out what the plot by by the uh, sort of evil genius behind the uh, the film is. So, yeah, robots have dreams. Interesting. Uh, and they're useful to solve riddles. Basically. Well, here's okay. I did not love this movie. Um, I have actually a lot of notes on this one. Um, but beginning with the well, not beginning. I have problems with this movie before this point. But in an opening sequence, we see the good Smith walking down the street of future Chicago, now past Chicago. R.I.P. Robot God bless. Riff. Throw one back for my dead Chicagoans. Um, yep, sip. But you see, you see the good Smith just walking down a city street, and there's people and robots walking around doing normal stuff, apparently. But so I started paying a lot of attention. So you have these humanoid robots who, for whatever reason, they're built like humans. They're obviously robots, though. But I'm. At that point, I'm trying to pay attention to like, so what is it that 
robots can do. Why do we have robots? And based on what I saw these robots doing, here's some of the things they can do. Deliver packages, take out the garbage, <laughs> carry lamps, carry a box. Oh. They can carry two bags. That's savage. And so, and so at that point, my real question, my real question is, why build a humanoid advanced robot with emotions and some form of sentience if they're only going to carry two, two bags? Bag, two bags. Is that a lot? <laughs> I'm losing it over here. Because that part really got to me. In my past, in my past life, I was a menial laborer, oh. and I can't take it. What? Oh, wow! Before oh. you came to the pod, did somebody make you carry two bags? <laughs> I had to carry a box one time. A box? A <laughs> box? You say? No. I don't want to get into it. I'm sorry. I was programmed with emotions, unlike them. I'm sorry. Anyways, please continue. <laughs> okay. Uh, later on in the movie, we finally see a robot bartender. And at that point, I think there's a robot I can get behind. Yeah. Um, that seems useful. Yeah. Totally. That's one of my problems. You want to know my other huge problem with this movie? My other huge problem with this movie is that, like, I would say two-thirds of it is in slow motion. Every damn time a robot or the good smith does anything beyond just putting one foot in front of the other, it's in slow motion. I felt like they got to the end of filming this movie and and like the directors and the post-production guys were like, we filmed enough footage for like an after-school special. So like 22 minutes plus commercials, but this is supposed to be a feature film. So let's just slow everything down a lot. Yeah. I don't like it. I want to see this whole movie at the same speed. So either it needs to be normal speed and it'll take five minutes or it all needs to be in slow motion. It'll be three hours long. Yep. Okay. Those are my biggest problems. Uh, I already mentioned my thoughts on the first big problem that you have. I in solidarity with you and the robots on that one. Uh, The second one. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it seemed like, I don't know, they wanted to show off how beautiful their CGI looked uh, in slow-mo. Mm. So uh, they just had, like, the one moment where the, the, like, once the robots officially turn evil and start trying to kill the goodsmith, uh, that guy, like, does a weird gymnastics move and, like, flips him around that mm-hmm. bar several times. Yeah. That was, that was in sort of weird slow-mo. That uh, yeah, it was all strange. Um so there was another, yeah, and there was another moment at the at the end where where the good smith is walking on like a Death Star gangway, and yeah. um, and and all of a sudden he's afraid of heights. Like the whole movie, he's been like flipping a motorcycle upside down while he was shooting some robots in slow motion, but now he's afraid of heights. That checks out. Oh, okay, that was my point. <laughs> it's. <laughs> It's a really tight edit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Care totally 
fits his character. Mm-hmm. No sure. holes in this plot. Yeah. No. So, so my, uh, if if I may, kind of piggyback on your little uh, bit there. My uh, main, my main issue with the movie. Uh, and sorry. So this, my main issue with the movie is going to be sponsored by Corellin Sweet Tea. It's the sweetest tea in the galaxy. Sip. And we're back. Uh, so my biggest uh, issue with the movie was all the product placement. Yeah. So like the amount of times I saw an Audi logo, like full yeah. screen, mm-hmm. uh, when he gets the Converse All-Stars at the beginning John, John, of the movie. John. If I can cut you out for a second. Would okay. you give me that Carol and Sweet Tea, please? What's that? Oh, just another sip of that Carol and Sweet oh, Tea. I'm parched. I actually have, I'm sure you guys know the beer hats that they that we kind of read about. I always, I mean, you can see it, obviously, but for the listeners, I always have a beer hat uh, with a Corell and Sweet Tea in each what? of the holders. Yeah. What's the name of that Sweet Tea again? Can you oh, that's uh, that's Corellin's oh, Sweet Tea. Yeah. Hey, do you want uh, us to pour the some? Sweetest tea in the galaxy. Okay. Do you want us to yep. pour some Corell and Sweet Tea into your lips? Yeah, you guys want some? Yes, please. Yeah, my hands have come Yep. Oh, okay. Here do you, you want go. it in your hand? Here you go. Oh. Oh, you want a glass? I thought you wanted me to just pour it in your hand. That was delicious. I actually have an extra long straw that you can just drink out of from where I'm standing here. Uh-huh. So here you go. Thank you so much. Yeah, you know, we like to treat our guests right. And we treat them right by giving them the best and sweetest tea in the galaxy. That's Corellin's Sweet Tea. Sip. And we're back. Uh, so that's my main issue with the movie. Like, too much product placement. It's like, come on, guys. You really got to pay for all this CGI by pimping yourself out like that? Mm-hmm. Get real. They had to pay for Will Smith, to be honest. I mean, Jay. Good Smith. Yeah, I mean, they could have got they could have got Will Smith for pretty cheap. And they yeah. would have... The lesser Smith. Ah. Lesser <laughs> Smith the lesser. Yeah, and and I, I actually I also felt that probably about I don't know fifteen minutes into this movie, every major character had just settled into their role for the entire movie. So it was like, well, the good Smith is the cop who's back on the force, and he's going to save the day. The Sonny, the robot, is going to be the hero. Uh, Susan Calvin, sexy Susan Calvin, am I right? Is going to be Hi. sexy, yep. And and bad guy owner of U.S. robots is going to be the guy who did it all. Well, um, he he eventually becomes just kind of the pawn in the game, though. True, true. And uh, twist. Yeah, I'll just speak. So you, that's what they all start as, and I'll I'll mention how they slightly change throughout the movie. So that guy is the bad face of the company, becomes the bad face of the company, who's also a pawn for the real evil person. Uh, then Will's, the, I mean, yeah, the good Smith uh, goes from indignant cop to uh, indignant cyborg. Uh, and then we got, yeah, I, I thought we were going to have a, a sixth sense situation on our hands for a second there, but yeah, it, he was just sure. a cyborg. Not, yeah. Right. When he gets in that full, fight with, not uh, full bot. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, 
Who else did you mention? Uh, did Robot God create the cyborgs? I'm sorry Good to question. derail you, John. <laughs> Great question. I wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> um, Z, did Robot um, God create the cyborgs also? Or are yeah, they or are they everything? He creates all. I should have known. Yeah. It's kind of I mean if you read my book, which it sounded like you did. I just read the part where you were hungry. Oh right. Well, I I think that you should read the entire book because there's more than just, you know, my hungry part of it. But that is ninety percent. The last page talks all about that. But everything else, as as you read, talks about my hunger. Boy, I, I was, you know, at first, when you just had a little rumble in your tummy, in your tum-tum, yeah. I was hooked. And then when you just couldn't find the ketchup, <laughs> I was in for the whole book except the last page. Wait, did you, did you write The Hunger Games? Is this Suzanne Collins? I still can't see much of your body. Um... I don't know. I only know Suzanne Collins by your body. I don't know what you're talking about. What's the full title of The Hunger Games, though? Are you Uh, asking me? No, he's asking me, obviously. Okay, go ahead, Z. Um, (laughs) Are you really hungry? Because I am. I heard there's a pizza place down the street. Let's play a game to get there. Let's call it The Hunger Games. Period. That's the full title. That's the full. But they just, you know, they call it Hunger Games. For Again, sure. I, I think her editor is a little less <laughs> on the on the amount of words in the title, but yeah. it, it works. It's a I brand. Hungry Games. <laughs> oh, Hungry Games. Well, well done. I'm making a classic of um, Earth literature. Mm-hmm. Can I can I do a, a tangent on? Oh wait, no, I'm interrupting John on something. You go, go. What did I? What was I talking about? I interrupted you a long time ago, brother. Weeks ago, <laughs> brother. This. Oh, do you guys not know we're brothers? No. We'll, we'll save that for another time. Hmm. Oh. That's that's a whole podcast in and of itself. Our sci-fi history. Um. So so yeah, like I was saying. And then Susan Calvin goes from just heartthrob to who's also an apologist for robots and then learns that, oh, wait, things are not as they seem. I'm convinced. Uh, so she's convinced by the good smith that we should actually look out for robots because they're dangerous. And uh, I can't remember any other characters you mentioned that had sort of one-note roles, but uh, I can assure you they're all at least two-note roles. So there you go. Wow. For your health. Adam, interrupt away. Yes, yeah, so you mentioned Hunger Games, and I, I remembered that Ender's Game... Can you say the full title of that book? Yeah, uh, Hunger Games... And I'm hungry. I heard there is a pizza place down the street. How about, How we, about go we go there? there? I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Games. games. <laughs> Period. The hungry games. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, that movie came out, the first one came out just before Ender's Game. 
I believe, or or about the same time. And there's this kind of like craze for uh, preteen, teen, uh, sci-fi government protest. Protest. <laughs> <laughs> this is so cute that you guys are completing each other's sentences. Oh yeah, well, those lip it. portals like are attached to lips portal. Yeah, lip portal. Yeah. But so there's this trend of like um, post-apocalyptic kids having to fight kind of a movie, like the Scorch Trials. They have what to is... fight a movie. Yeah. What? Where kids have to fight movies. Yeah, yeah. Kids yeah. have to fight. There's this whole subgenre of of movies. Yeah. That, Child that, actors. That they really, they tried to capitalize on with Ender's Game and it just totally, for me, failed. Um, yeah, I mean, my biggest issue with that that exploitation thing, and we talked about this a little bit the last time we talked about Ender's Game, was why do we have to wait for the post-apocalyptic phase to get kids to start fighting? Yeah. Like, why can't the kids fight before the apocalypse? Yeah, exactly. It's like, what are we waiting for? I don't know. That's just me. that piece before, obviously. I don't know if that's true. Well, I don't know. Read, read my book, and then you'll find out. You'll change it. And, and you'll probably be hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Most people are. There's a couple Great. other just doozies of lines in iRobot that I will share with you all. Excited. Okay. The first one. So John and I at least watched The Blade Runner with President Harrison Ford. Have you all seen that? Yes. No. Okay. 50-50, I'd say. Yeah. There, there's a great line in there, um, John. I'm sure you know which one I'm talking about already in the Blade Runner. You got it. Yep. So there's a very similar delivery by Sonny the robot in this one. Teardrops in the rain. You got it. Good guess, uh, John. You want to deliver that? I was actually going to guess get off my plane, but uh, yeah, I can. I can see what I can do. It's a good one too. I don't. I only remember that exact part, the like the tears and rain part. That's all I need. Um, oh, you're not on. kidding. You got hold it. On. Yeah, you guessed it. You totally guessed wow. it. All right. Hold on. Um, I did. I feel like I. Well, after we had just watched that movie, I feel like I nailed it that first time. Mm-hmm. Um, these are the days of our lives, which <laughs> flow away like tears in rain. Oh Thank you. Wow. Yeah. So at some point in this, in this, and uh, I'll try to set the context just like like you just did as well. But um, um, the Sonny the robot delivers a line in exactly the same inflection. So <clears throat> as the world turns, what am I? Yeah. So anyway, it was it was a doozy. But then, but the good Smith just had so just line after line. I just could have written down the whole transcript. But at some point, he makes you know the 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 joke that gets a gets a big laugh every time uh, after he meets sexy Susan Calvin. You must know my ex wife. Classic. <laughs> 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 yep. And and then and then later on and actually um, Z I guess 
I'll probably address this question to you because it's a question that Sonny the Robot asks. No, it's a question that the good Smith asks Sonny the Robot, and I don't know if we got a good answer. He says, quote, Can a robot turn a canvas into a beautiful masterpiece? Mm-hmm. Wow. Sorry, I needed there to be a pause after you said that because it, it just resonated a lot. With Period. Me. Yeah. Period. Um, thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You're welcome. The answer, I mean, the answer is yes. Yes, it can. It can make a canvas as beautiful as the sunrise and the sunset in the east and west and north and south because now the sun does that now. Yeah, yeah, there are. We do well. At least where we are now, we rotate around four four stars: east and west, north and south. Yeah, for for the four body problem. That's a reference that nobody's going to get, except for Brent. Thank you, and hopefully our listeners. All of our listeners. Yes. All, all three of them. Oh, and two of them are us. And here we are. You must know my ex-wife. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so cliches. Like, uh, I'd say so. They just—it's well-worn territory. Robots are gonna be bad. You're gonna make a joke about your ex-wife at some point because you're a thirty-something bachelor. Uh-huh. So of course you have. <laughs> Next wife. Because movie logic. Yeah, totally. True. Yeah. That's how it goes. Um, And now it's time for my axe to grind. Uh, Hey, welcome everyone on this week's axe to grind. This week, my axe to grind has to do with uh, a very weird and extremely minor plot hole that I found in the movie iRobot. Um, in the movie iRobot, there's a robot uprising, but before that, everybody thinks that the main character, the good Smith, uh, is crazy for thinking the robots could ever uprise against the humans. Uh, yeah, crazy, right? Um, That'll never happen. But then, as soon as it does happen, like 30 seconds later, everybody is in the streets with a weapon. Yeah. Why the fuck do you have so many weapons if the robots are never going to uprise? What are you scared of? Uh, so people being scared, or I don't know, I guess a uh, hypocritical attitude towards fear in the future with robots. Mm-hmm. And that is this week's Axe to Grind. Thanks, John. Really great Axe to Grind this week. Thank you. So, What's that? I just said thank you. I thanked you. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, and the only reason I really thought that should be the axe to grind this week is because the weapon I keep on me at all times happens to be an axe. Brought to you by Carolyn's Axes. Uh, <laughs> looking for Brought to you by Carolyn's Axe Grinding Services. Scared of a robot uprising in your neighborhood? Carolyn's Axes. <laughs> the sharpest axes in all the galaxy. And we're back. And we're back. Are Corellans like the the Johnson and Johnson of of your time? What's that? Corellans. 
No, it's oh, what's Johnson and Johnson? Um, it's like uh, it's like a conglomerate company that owns like a lot of stuff, you know, like baby powder and food and meat and meat, <laughs> baby powder and meat and meat. Not and just oh, oh, you mean like Smith and Smith, the good Smith and oh, Smith the lesser? Oh. Ding ding ding! I knew. Okay. Over. Wait, was that your body making that ding, ding, ding noise? It was. Thank you for noticing. I need more fuel. It was an alarm. Oh God! Set. Do you have a robot God wall that we can plug Please in? Please tell into? me you do. Well, we've got a lot of this delicious Corellan sweet tea. I don't know if that does it for you. That work for you? What, what kind of adapter does the robot God wall take? Uh, double pronged, which John will appreciate. Yes, I will. I'm sure you will. Uh, but unfortunately, we don't have them. Do you just need the standard robot god wall, or do you need something more specific? Well, I guess the sweet tea will have to do. Uh, Well, here you go. Have some of my extremely long straw. Thank you. Ah, oh, much better. This robot refueling brought to you by Corellan Sweet Tea, the sweetest robot fuel in the galaxy. Sip. Yeah. And we're back. That's great. Uh, I should clarify, the robot god wall is always east, so you have to face the east. The east sun. Robot the east god sun. wall. Okay. To, to plug into it. Well, let's get to work on that right now with our tools. John, we know how to make stuff. Corellas. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Dyson of is tools. our primary mechanic on the ship and or the pod, and he's he hasn't been around for a while. So search for Dyson continues. Search for Dyson does continue. I do see like so we have this big worm farm, so we can you know feed Dyson seven worms every day and. There are worms missing, so either one of us is eating the worms. It's not me. Not me. Or uh, Dyson's been in here still snacking for his lunch break every day. Love snacks. Yeah. I always say that about Dyson. Love snacks. You do always say that. That's a new segment. (laughs) The one thing that Brent always says about Dyson. And we're back to another episode of what Brent always says about Dyson. Hey, John, you know what? Dyson... He loves snacks. Wow, Brent. It seems like you always say that. I do. And that's been another episode of What Brent Always Says About Dyson. And we're back. Wow. That's one of my favorite You know, I've, I've, I think, you know, I could complain about iRobot a lot more, but that's probably enough. That'll probably do. Yep. Just overall uh, mediocre films for... Wait a minute, we're not in that segment, sir. Oh, so <laughs> sorry. So sorry. If that sounded a little bit like a rating... Yeah. No, oh, it was, oh, it was, oh I'm sorry. It was, a, oh, it was an... He is sorry. He, I apologize on his behalf. She's reading my... Thank you, thank you. I'm glad someone around so, here... Here's, here's no. going to be a preamble to the real rating systems... Right. Which 
is just basically going to be me talking about a rating system that would be fun to do, but we probably don't have time for, which would be rating uh, all of the segments we've done so far this evening. I have um, just putting them in order, essentially. So you guys make that list at home. Actually, Universe, in. can you please send in your list of the best segments of the evening? We just we here at SFBCPC just really want to uh, make you guys happy. We want you to have all the segments that you love, none of the ones you hate, and we want you to drink Carellin sweet tea, the sweetest tea in the galaxy. Sip. Sip. Uh, so just, yeah, send us letters, emails, e-letters, letter mails, any, anyways. Uh, it's time for Rating Rainbow. Take, Take a look. It's in, in a book. book. Rating rain, rating systems. Uh, anyways, uh, I'm John Love. Uh, with me here as always, Brent Aldrich. Hi, Brent. Hi, John. Uh, so I fucked up the intro song to rating systems this week. How do you feel about that? Give that a quick rating. I'm going to give that one big, that's messed up. Uh, all right, so apologies uh, to you, Universe, and to you, my co-host, Brent. Uh, so we are going to rate both of these movies in order from uh, Ender's Game to iRobot. And starting the same way we did last time, clockwise, from Adam. Uh, Adam, what do you think about Ender's Game and then iRobot in order, please? You want me to rate them? Yes, sir. This is uh, Rating Systems. I'm going to give Ender's Game one bad child actor out of a necessary zero necessary... Sorry, out of zero necessary child actors. To clarify, no child actors necessary. You take it up with Haley Joel Osment. Oh, Continue. great point. Great Let's point. bring out our next guest, Haley Joel Osment. Well, hey, guys, it's me, Haley Joel Osment. Hi, Haley Joel Osment. Hi, Haley Joel Osment. I see dead people. And let's wheel him back off the pod, out the airlock. <laughs> Bye, Haley Joel Osment. And that's been Say Goodbye to Haley Joel Osmond, everyone's favorite segment. That was good. That was good. He was, he was great. Uh, he is great. All right. Okay. Yeah, it was great, but I wish you wouldn't have interrupted everyone's favorite segment, rating systems. So, Adam, if you could please continue and rate iRobot. iRobot. One bad good smith out of zero good Bad Smiths. Fantastic. Very nice. So, uh, hi, welcome. I mean, uh, Z, can you please give your rating for first Ender's Game and then iRobot, please? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on your show, by the way. It's been a treat, a delight. Just a delight and treat? It's, well, but I figured since you're always so delight. hungry that treats and delights 
synonymous for good food. So I don't know. What do you want out of our adjectives here? Savory would have been nice. Savory and spicy would have been preferable. But you know what? It doesn't matter. We'll continue on with these ratings. Thank you. Uh, First one. One great child actor. 700 average child actors. No, no consensus on today's rating systems. Uh, And now, iRobots. What do you What do you have? iRobot. Only two eyes were present. Expected a lot more. Good point. Good point. Well done. All right, uh, Brent, in order, Ender's Game rating and then iRobot, please. I'm just going to rate them compared to each other. I'm going to draw on a piece of paper here a little Venn diagram of the two. As you can see in this very elaborate diagram I just created, uh, they've got a lot of overlap in that I hate a lot of things about both of them, but in the end... Ender's Game comes out on top. Wow. Wow, Galaxy. You heard it here first. Uh, and so that leaves just me to give my ratings. Uh, so for Ender's Game, I'm going to go with a solid uh, five legs out of two legs. <laughs> And iRobot is going to get 1.1 legs out of two legs. Uh, And that's been Rating Systems brought to you by Karelin's Sweet Tea, the sweetest tea in the galaxy. And we're back. Take a look. It's in a book. Rating Systems. All right. Well... That uh, comes to the end of the show, I suppose. I do want to say, now that the two of you are oh, 92% through those lip portals. That's right. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. How, it's how, many legs you got? how many legs you got, Z? I'm not looking. I want you to tell me. I have one giant leg, which I hover around with. Dreadful. What? Dreadful universe. I know. Awful. Anyways. <laughs> John doing John. That's just me being me. I always rate myself two legs out of two legs on my ability to discern whether or not people have more or less than two legs. Yeah. So. Well, uh, I, I I hope to see you all both again soon. I'm going to start shoving you the other direction, give you a little bit of momentum to go back through those lip portals. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But while you're on your way out, I hope you'll join us in some freestyle rap to close the show out. Are we going butt yeah. first this time? We gotta butt go. first raps. Let's hear it. Butt first raps. I'll, I'll begin and throw it over to you guys. Got me rapping in a Fresh Prince way. Yo, the good Smith coming to you today. Coming to you's gotta say, get off my Millennium Falcon. Get off 
fly you to the Balkans. Buggers coming here. So stay clear. I want it to rain. Don't want the buggers to cause pain. See our movie. The... the what is it called? Meet the Formix. This is the theme song. Stick around because it won't be long. Ben Stiller got married and his dad was a Formic. Nothing rhymes with Formic. Ick. It's like a bug. A big bug. Wipe a tear from my eye. Ben Stiller. It's a good guy. That's true. There is. And game. I found actors on my list. Find where he lives. Uh, break his kneecaps. What? what? If that was kind of mean. I'll let me rewind. Recap. What? I would sell him. He's a bad actor. Uh, uh, and I go to World uh, and I say... Uh, I rap much faster. Oh. Oh. This is the rap that I am doing now. This is. Turn up the bottle. I see the rest. That's in all of the galaxies. Yep. 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 Just real quick, I want to give a shout out to Adam's verse of recap and then recap. That was really good. Shout out track. See your formic giving me pain. See you with your positronic brain. You're a robot, and I'm the goodsmith. You better get with it, or I'm going to slap your shit. That's weird. You don't shit because you're a robot, and that's why I have problems with it. You got to use that toilet. That's what we got it for. I'm being a chronic bore. You're hearing some cosmic lore. See ya. Bye. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestone. Looking for fun and feeling It's petals on me Life I love you All is groovy 